Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hi, and welcome to The Chaser Report. It is Tuesday the 31st. 31st, yeah. 31 days in August. Okay, good. I always forget. 31st of August, and I'm joined here with Charles. Hey, Charles. Hello, Gabby, and it is a very good Tuesday today. Oh, yeah? That's that's actually a change from what you normally feel. I know, because... What's going on? Look, even though I know that there was record numbers of COVID cases in Sydney yesterday, and uh, they announced an extension of the lockdown in Melbourne, and same in New Zealand. It's not going very well in New Zealand yeah, either. No, it's just sort of all tits up everywhere at the moment. But oh, iron ore prices, Gabby, no. have skyrocketed $240 a tonne at the moment. Why is this a good thing? all the iron ore producers in Brazil have, I don't know, collapsed or something, or there's some terrible supply problem there. China has just announced a whole lot of stimulus, so they need all the iron ore they can get, which means that our Twiggy Forest, Dr Andrew Forrest himself, head of Fortescue, owns about half the company, has right. just paid himself, to, he announced this yesterday, a dividend of $4 billion. Right. For the year. $4 billion. Imagine, what what would you do with $4 billion, Gabby? I I can't even envision $1 billion. That is an insane amount of money. It's just, no, it's just $4,000 million. So it's just like, imagine a million dollars, then imagine $4,000 of those million dollars. That's all it is. And that's just his income. That's not like what he also owns. That's not his wealth. That's just... That's just the money, so the that's extra just money. His cut. It's just his cut of the, that year's. Right. Yeah. So yeah, isn't that good news? Isn't it? Well, yeah. it's good news for him anyway. <laughs> Go billionaires! And you will remember that Twiggy Forest was pivotal in making sure that the mining tax was never introduced. So we don't oh. get any of that. We don't get oh, any of that money. Oh, it's just it's just a happy tale all around, yeah. Charles. Yeah, we could. I mean, ah. if we had had the mining tax, we'd all be on fifteen percent super. That was what Kevin Rudd was going to name yeah. it, but it, yeah. you know that was um, the whole idea. Well, thanks um, for 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 that. Coming up on the show, we have Nina Oyama coming on to have a little bit of a a little bit of a rave about uh, being fully vaxxed. Very happy for her and very excited. I've never talked to Nina on this podcast. What so really? Like, I thought you were friends. Yeah, I thought it was some big plot to keep us separate, oh, um, so we yeah, couldn't no, join we... forces and win. I don't know what we're winning, but plus uh, John Delmenico is popping in to actually give us a, a quiz on how Brexit's going. That'll be interesting, and also. Uh, and this is not in no way some sort of conflict of interest. It's not, oh, yeah. you know, in any way anything other than just pure talent hire. We're getting my wife in on the show. But first, let's head to Rebecca Dayunamuno in the Chaser Newsroom. The US has announced it successfully landed a defensive-offensive strike in Afghanistan. US military strategists defended killing two children in the attack, pointing out that they were defending themselves from the possibility that the children could have grown up to become terrorists. Scott Morrison has offered New Orleans assistance after it was hit by a massive hurricane. The Prime Minister said he was on hand to help leaders in New Orleans cope with the natural disaster by organising immediate trips to Hawaii for them. Kanye West has released a new album. Critics say it is his most disappointing album since his last album. I'm Rebecca Dana-Muno with all the news you can't trust and I'm really, 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 really needing a haircut. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey. Do you struggle with male pattern baldness or receding hairlines? We'll cut out all your troubles with our brand new product, Scalp It. You no longer have to dream about your ideal hairline, you just have to find it and take it. Scalp It is not responsible for any actions you make with our product and we definitely do not endorse manslaughter, murder or assault. User discretion is advised. So Gabby, uh, Nina has dropped by. Yeah, woohoo, I love this. Because you know what, we've never been on the show together, Nina. That's true, I've been avoiding you. Yeah, finally the women the women outweigh the men on this podcast. I can only ever be the only woman on the show. It's actually my contract. It's stipulated because yeah. if I'm the only woman, then I can be the funniest woman. Oh fuck! And now I've never it's thought a about competition. Any- my contract just says things like we own all of the music you create. So jokes <laughs> on them. I've made two songs. Ah, oh, I'm so sorry. You got screwed in that way. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. We, I don't think Charles has looked at it. Charles, the one man on the show, the funniest man. <laughs> I am. I'm the funniest and- man. The least funniest man ah, in the fuck. same way. Ah, damn. You tricked me. I got you. How do you, how's it feel now? No, it's good. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's been a big day. And you're fully vexed now. Yeah, I got my, I got my second AZ. Nice, I got my nice, second nice. AZ on Friday. And um, Shouldn't it be AZ? No, I'm calling it AZ because oh, I'm, yeah. I, I've am i got uh, aspirations to move to LA. And so yeah, I'm, okay. I'm slowly like acclimatizing my, my yeah, language. Yeah. Awesome sauce. I don't know. Is that good? That's good. Yeah. Good um, as. Good as. Good AZ. Yeah, there you go. Does, yes. does anyone, do they say potato in, in America? They don't no, say potato. No. I don't think anybody says potato. Yeah, I think potato's a so lie. Why do they say it in the song? You say potato, I say potato. Um, say Charles, I don't know if you know this thing about songs, but yeah. they're not all real. Like oh. they're not all factual. Yeah, like I don't. Sometimes we just throw a lyric in just to finish the song, Charles. Sometimes was, it's just about the rhyme. I was just yeah. trying to get in with the, the California groove. Well, yeah. to get in with the California groove, Charles, we have to make a lot more money. Before <laughs> we can start debating potato, potato, we need like a million, 10 million, you know? Yeah, you also need to be like significantly cooler. Mm. That's how I, that's my way in. I'm just going to become I'm the, so I'm cool. the coolest yeah. man on this podcast. Nina. Right now, yes. Yeah. And now, oh, who is that calling? It's Dom Knight. <laughs> Sorry, Charles. <laughs> Okay, so and how did it go down? Like, did- yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was a great experience. Highly recommend it. Um, it was super quick. But I have this friend that was like, she got her second vax, and she was hearing all these rumors about how the second one really packs a punch. Mm. And so she actually figured out a really good hack to make it pack less of a punch. Do you guys mm. want to hear it? Yes. What? This is works. Every time, apparently, oh, yeah. if you get the second vax. Well, I haven't you know? got my second Pfizer yet, so I, I will take this on board. Well, yeah, you should really listen to the advice. Her advice was to get the vax and then spend the rest of the day drinking beers. And then apparently your body doesn't hurt as much and you don't, the effects are not as big. If you just spend the remainder of the day post-vax drinking all the beers you possibly can. Wow. Flawless. Yeah. Absolutely I, flawless. I, she's not a scientist, but I, I trust her. Yeah, um, I trust her too. Did you wake up the following morning feeling a bit groggy and a bit of a headache and dehydrated? Well, listen, like I, so I tried this method. Oh, you tried it. All right. Yeah, okay. and um, yeah. and I did, mm-hmm. but I put that down to the alcohol yes. and not the vaccine. Yes. Yeah. Placeboed yourself another sickness. Yeah, yeah, I just I just got hungover and then therefore could not feel the debilitating, tiring effects of my body. 
receiving the coronavirus. It was actually genius. The same could be said for any kind of method of doing that, though. I feel like I, after my second vax, if I wanted to, like, cut off a toe, mm. you know, like I feel like I'd then be more focused on the fact that I just cut my toe off. No, no, no. Than, I did. It only pain. works for hangovers. <laughs> the only comparable thing. I will say, though, I actually was not planning to drink on the day of my vaccine. Um, but my neighbor who I've spoken about before, it was her name day. She's like an old Macedonian woman oh, nice. and it was her day. And she came out to the backyard with a bunch of vodka shots. And so we oh, all yeah. just did shots of vodka. And I was like, well, the train has left the station. I'm drunk. <laughs> and I guess I have no choice but to continue drinking um, because it was my neighbor's name day. So can you I know, ask do it. with your neighbor, does your neighbor come up with reasons to drink vodka shots in the backyard most days? Is that, or was it a genuinely unique experience? No, no, no. Experience? This is the, f- she sometimes gives us food. She's really, really lovely. She once gave us a whole bowl of cabbage and I'm always like, we, we, you need to get vaccinated because we're mm. all vaxxed, but she's not. And so she just started passing shots through the back fence and it was actually amazing. It was so good. Yeah. Highly recommend having like a wonderful neighbor. Do you know, Gabby and I went to the same uni. Uh, Bathurst? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. What is it? Bachelor of Communications, majoring yeah. in theatre and media. My favourite story about me, there's so many weird stories. Like, basically, I went back, like, two years later to visit Angus or something, and there was, like, this old guy at the pub, and he was like, oh, I recognise you from somewhere. And I was like, oh, is it because... And I went through stuff I did in town. I was like, oh, you saw his trivia? He's like, nah. I was like, I used to work at Condon. He's like, nah. And I was like, fuck it. I, I'm sometimes on TV and I've been on this show called Tonightly and he's like, nah, that's not it. And I was like, Utopia? And he's like, nah, nah, nah. And then he goes, hang on, you're that chick that got fuck-eyed at the Dudley Hotel. <laughs> and what he's talking about is in first year, I've got so high and I greened <laughs> out during a performance, a TM performance at a, at a pub and right. I vomited. I ran out in the middle of the performance and I vomited all up and down the wall and all the locals saw me run out and they ran out after me and they all watched me like paint an entire wall. (laughs) I have heard that story. I didn't know that was you. Yeah, that's me. And then every year since. come full circle. We went back to the wall and we recreated (laughs) the pictures of me being passed out next to this wall. I love that it's the Dudley too. Like, Charles, if you don't know where the Dudley, like the Dudley in Bathurst is like, it's not a student pub. It's just no. a pub in, the, it's like the, probably the oldest pubs, so the demographic that usually goes yeah. there. Is like it's one of the pubs for alcoholics. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, uh, oh and, my God. and why were you there, Nina? For mumming? Yeah. So basically yeah. one of the things that we had to do for really theater media caliber assignment. This one was we had to create a show, perform it in a pub full of people who did not want to see us. Right. So the show had to oh, be okay. about um, things that people in town were interested in. So before you do the performance, you have to interview everyone and find out what they're passionate about. I think ours was about parking tickets because people Classic. didn't like getting parking tickets. So ours was like a, a you know big theater show about parking tickets. Yeah, and then you perform it to these people and hopefully they see themselves in your show. And then in the middle of the show, the main character dies. And the only way to bring the main character back to life is to ha- to pass a hat around the pub and people put money in the hat. And then you have to get enough money to buy a beer. And the main character who's dead drinks skulls of full beer and comes back to life and finishes the performance. And that's what mumming is. This is a whole fucking rave on its own. 
We just oh, I'm so on sorry. This, this is just yeah. We're just having a chin wag, Charles. Yeah. You shouldn't yeah. have put me on the show with Gabby today. This, yeah, it's going to is... get out of control. Yeah, maybe we've realised that this is a mistake. This is the Nina <laughs> and Gabby hour now. And so, just to be clear, like, so you vomited all over the wall at the Dudley. Yeah. So. Had you been vaccinated? Is that why you were so? Yes, I had. I'd been getting a different vax that day and I had yeah. been drinking all day because of the vax. Right. And that's... <laughs> Just wanted to bring that into <laughs> an you. end. You know, you would think, mm. you would think that I would be immune to alcohol yes. by now. Like the amount that I yeah. drank at you. Yes. And so actually now that I think about it, maybe the vaccine is the thing that made me tired. I actually think that that vodka... I don't know, it had some herb in it, man. I reckon that herb made the hangover way less painful than it would have been. Time to find out what that is. Maybe I should just get a third vaccine. Like people are out here getting three vaccines. Are any of them drunk? No. No. I'll, I'll be a pioneer. It'll data. be instead of local idiot gets all the vaccines, it'll be like local drunk idiot gets all the vaccines. Yes. <laughs> we need that, child. Thank you for putting your body on the line, Nene Ayama. Yeah. I'm doing it for science, Charles. I'm a woman of science. I'm a woman in STEM. Would you believe? (laughs) No, I don't. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's me again. And you may be wondering, how do I use Scalpit? Well, it's simple. I'm nearly bald, but Gary over here, full head of hair. So I just take the Scalpit Ultra Tool 1000 and... (laughs) Bob's your uncle. Now you just have to apply our trademark superglue and you have the freshest hair and cut around. Gabby, I was uh, talking to my wife last night. That's Uh, nice. Yeah, and she does a podcast called Changemakers Podcast. Oh, yeah. And uh, she's been talking to various parts of the Muslim community in southwest Sydney about their oh, wow. experience under lockdown. Yeah. And uh, turns out, you know, some of the stories coming out of southwest Sydney is, is pretty pretty grim. So I thought we'd uh, get her on the line. Hey, Amanda, how are you going? I'm well. How are you, Charles? Did the um, did the kids uh, go well today at school? And yeah, we had a cracking day of yeah. homeschooling, actually. Yeah. I'm really proud. Yeah, Aww. Um. So what is, what's the story? What's the story with your friends who live out there? Yeah, so I I mean, look, I've been working with the Muslim community in Western Sydney for about 20 years. And mm-hmm. so uh, when the, the lockdown and then the intense lockdown and then the naming people from certain backgrounds as being terrible started happening, I, yeah. I got, got back in touch with them. And, uh, well, there's lots of terrible things happening, but the worst story I think that I heard was um, what happened to – uh, one of my friends, Lena. So, so, so Lena uh, lives in a big family. There's a, eleven people in her home, from uh, ranging in ages from seven to eighty-two. Right, like so, yeah. a hugely impressive multi generational family. Per- perfect sort of sitcom material, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. can you imagine? It would be yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> they're not 
quite sure how COVID came into the house. It could have been from Lena's daughter, who was a childcare worker, her mm. husband, who runs a bakery, or she could have got it at a medical appointment. But but it came into their house and it just spread like a, like a wildfire mm. through everyone. Um, and th- Look, they had a terrible time. They were they were sort of out of action for about twenty five days. Yeah, and um, and the three of them ended up in hospital. It really was. Uh, it's awful. It was. It was. <laughs> it was a little bit worse than the flu. Let's just say. <laughs> um, but there's a few things that happened that made it really pretty terrible. The first, you know, because I keep hearing on the news, right? The the the, some experts keep saying, oh, people, you've got to call the ambulance. Don't call them too late because people are dying in their homes, right? Yeah. Well, actually, that's just not the whole story. So in in Lena's uh, extended family, they, they called the ambulance four times for, for her father before the ambulance were prepared to actually take him to hospital. God. And uh, four times, right? So they what, had what to did basically they, they, beg did they for them tu- to be taken to hospital. Did they turn up and then go? Yeah. No. They turned what? up. They wouldn't come into the house. There must have been a protocol. Um, no blame on individual paramedics, right? But actually there must be some rule that says don't go into the house. So even though people are in full PPE, they refuse to go into the house and um, and look at him. He had to come outside. So they had a couch on their front veranda and he stumbled to get outside. You know, he's an older man and, you know, he's a former veteran, right? The guy eventually made himself made himself get up and get out. Yeah. But even there when he flopped on the couch, they would only hold like sort of extended arm, hold out a thermometer. Like they really wouldn't touch him um, to check him, sort of, you know, sort of treating him like he was a leper, right? That mm. is, is yeah. the way in which the paramedics described it. But then I mean, they in fairness to the paramedics, though, like if I was in that situation, I probably would also be going, I don't want to catch Delta. Well, you know, like I understand people not wanting to catch Delta, right? But mm. if you're a trained medical professional, you also understand that treating people with compassion is a really important part of the health process, yeah. you know? Like I think that's what's sad about it is not being able to sort of see the other person who's suffering as a person, you know? Anyway, mm. um, fourth time. Fourth time, not the first or the second or the third or the fourth time he eventually makes it to hospital. They um, diagnose him with COVID pneumonia and he only's got 77% oxygen. Like the guy was very, very, very unwell. Put him straight in the ICU, put him yeah. straight on a ventilator. Only because Lena was a very assertive and effective advocate did he even get in that fourth ambulance. I worry what would have happened if she wasn't, you know. Mm, yeah. yeah. And – and um. And and the other thing that you're sort of mentioning about all this was that they, they the police do lineups, the COVID yeah, lineups. Yeah, the police that lineups. That's right. So when they they started in their lockdown in early August, you know, middle of winter, quite cool in the morning, and between eight a.m. and nine thirty a.m., the police would turn up. From the front of their home, they would randomly call someone in the home, different person each time, you know, create a bit of surprise. And they would call everyone out to the front of the house, right out the front of the house, right? Not just, this is not like kids at school. This is people with COVID, the kind of people who are, you know, having to go, you know, ho- you know to, to the hospital because they're sick. so seriously yeah, unwell. People. They have to stand in a line and be called out by name to be checked on to make sure that they are they haven't absconded that they're still there every single day at 8am six people being called out not asked do you need any medicine have you got enough food 
just checked to make sure that they haven't uh, left the house, which of course they haven't because they are sick with COVID. So this yeah, is but you know, I'm sure I'm sure they're doing that in Bondi as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're doing that in Bondi. Yeah, they have to be. I've heard so many stories of it. <laughs> kind of constant, you know, effective police surveillance in Bondi. If only there had been some police surveillance. <laughs> yeah, in wonder what would have happened. Mm. Uh, yeah. To the original outbreak. Actually, in Bondi, they probably hand them a cocktail. Isn't that yeah. the way it all? I mean, one of the concerning things I heard was that out in Will Kenya, the, the government has handed a whole lot of extra powers to the police. And, and the whole point is that the community in Will Kenya don't necessarily get along with the police. Yeah, track and record of some yeah, shady, shady yeah. relations, you know. God yeah, the whole like testing like custody thing has been, you know. 30 years still unresolved um, and and yet the, the, so it's sort of using police to enforce a sort of medical emergency. It's the craziest, you know. Yeah, it's, <sighs> it's happening everywhere but the trouble is is that the press, I don't know whether it's if, if people don't have the right relationships or or not the, there's a lack of interest, but these details, the, the the disinterest from the health system and the abusive treatment from the police system is mm. going on and no one's being held to account about it. You know, mm. the community policing has been thrown out the window at a time when actually we need to care about the community, but, not but, disregard them. No, but, yeah. but Amanda, we're going to get some picnics in in a couple of weeks' time. So, Well, as, as, as my friends at the Muslim Women's Association said, they're going to be very white picnics. You know, there's going to be no <laughs> falafel, there's going to be no uh, lamb kofta, there's going to be no hummus at those picnics, tragically, because we've cut off the interesting part of the city from the celebration. Oh, that's really, truly horrible. Um, regretting um, even asking you on the show. But love. I love you too, my love. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's uh, Amanda Tattersall. She's my wife and she also uh, is the host of the Changemakers podcast, uh, which is, where can you get it? It's just, it's at change. On podcast apps, I believe. Yeah, ch- and changemakerspodcast.org. I think that's that's right. right. Yep. Good one, Charles. Good memory. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So, what was your last name again? Hello? <laughs> um, <laughs> a mystery. <laughs> That'll do. Just change it every day on him, Amanda. <laughs> Send him through some hoops. Yeah, just never change it to Firth. No, God, no. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, we're back. And guess what? This time, I'm rocking my brand-new scalped haircut in court. 
You know why? Because the legal system doesn't approve of how great you look with scalp hair. How do you plead? Guilty of having the best hair around. Scalp hair. If you can't look good, why should anyone else? So, Gabby, have you been wondering when COVID's going to peak? Oh, I used to. At the beginning of this lockdown, I I thought about wondering, you know, when it was going to peak, when it was going to end. And now Mm. I just have accepted that it is a part of the hellscape that will be the rest of my life. Um, Well, I have the answer for you. Oh, that's nice. A definitive answer in this this lockdown. A definitive answer. I'm sure there's no... Nothing wrong with this, and I'm sure it will all go according to plan. Yeah, good. Chris Billington, uh, Mm. who's an academic at the Melbourne, uh, at the University of Melbourne. Yeah. Chris Billington, who's an academic at the University of Melbourne, has predicted that the Sydney outbreak of Corona will peak on the 22nd of September. And it'll be 3,300 cases and then it will start coming down. And you know what the best thing about that is? No. My birthday is the day beforehand. Oh, it's you. You're the problem. Yes. So I've just got to turn 46 and then it's all downhill. It's all. That really is. You're just, you really are over the hump at that point. Yes. Uh, And what it means is that I can, you know, illegally create a party of 100 of my closest friends. Uh, especially all my anti-vaxxer friends, because I know that the very next day the virus is going to peak and it doesn't matter because that event will not then spur a whole extra heap of cases. Are you planning on just, not to put ideas in your head, but are you planning Mm. on just like telling everybody to just sneakily have a picnic of their own that day at a particular park? So my wife has been looking at the rules very closely. She did a law degree. Classic. She likes to think of herself as the details person. She looked at the rules and mm. she came up with this elaborate plan to sort of have a sequence of picnics where we sort of invite three people and then, you know, 20 metres away we invite oh. the next two. And then, and See, then, uh, and then, and, and the whole point was that it sounded like the, the worst day of my life. Because <laughs> imagine having a series of. Picnics as your birthday would be horrible. You you are no stranger to the knowledge that I hate picnics yes, anyway. Hate but the them. thing I will say is the one thing I said about this rule coming mm. in was that it gives people a loophole to just have multiple picnics at the same time and call it like a picnic with their family, but actually it's a picnic of 50 families. You're the family I was talking about. Yes. Clearly, you can't yes. have a picnic series of events. No, I don't think you can. Yeah. And also, no. I don't want to. And also, I realised I've only got two friends. So. Oh, classic. Oh, well, then, then yeah. yeah, you can. Just kick no, out one it, of your kids. it's really hard because you're only allowed five people. Uh, and yep, kick out one of your kids. Oh, okay. yes. you got to pick yes. your favourite one, though. That's pretty tough. That's the whole movie, Sophie's Choice. You're going to have yeah, a pretty I, tough I never time really understood one. why it was such a dilemma in Sophie's Choice. It was really clear. <laughs> Me. Oh, well, I for one am glad that it peaks at three thousand three hundred. Um, mm. and, and and at no point in the future, if we come back to this episode of the podcast after we hit four thousand, like tomorrow or something, mm. uh, will I feel any level of regret? Because I know that that has to be fake. Well, the good thing is that uh, the media is so unaccountable at the moment that it doesn't matter what you say, because no one will ever come back and try and hold you to account. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll see you in a month when we've hit 7,000 cases. Okay, great. Yay. On my birthday. Yeah. Woohoo. Happy birthday. Happy 46th. It's there your you last are. one. 
We are supported by Rode Microphones and our gear is from Acast. No, we're not. We're, you fucked that. We are, we are, <laughs> Leave it gear, in. <laughs> our gear is from Rode and we are supported by the Acast Creator Network. And you'll all be happy to know that Dom is coming back for tomorrow's episode. Yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh. See ya. Bye.